Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The final edition. This week, it's all about the media. We've got sketches from the last few years about all facets of media, including online, radio, TV, newspapers. Basically, my resume. The same lack of focus, the same apparent frenzy to adapt. Actually, we've done a lot of these kinds of sketches, so we'll probably do another episode like this one, too. Until then, come enjoy the ridiculous mess that is America's primary source of public information. This is the final edition Radio Hour. Good evening, sir. The woman said and her eyes were bright with tears as she put her head beneath her feet and stood that way for years. Her children, six, were orphans, except one tiny cot who lived in the house across the street above... And now, a message to you personally. Hi, I'm Larry Page, CEO of Google, and let me first assure you we will continue answering your search requests. But after much soul-searching, we can no longer look you in the eye. We have sworn to provide the most comprehensive search engine on the Internet, which means copying and pasting the entirety of human culture. Unfortunately, this exposes us to activities and desires that, frankly, have made life unpleasant. And you personally have been a big part of that. It's not just the naked pictures that you keep doing searches on because you refuse to bookmark them or the seven different addresses you have on Gmail. It's the other stuff. You know what we mean. And we know what we mean. Please don't talk about it. That makes it worse. We at Google will be professional about this. That is our job. But just know that you make us uncomfortable. And we are not friends. Dick Wolf presents Law & Order CSU. Crowdsourcing unit. What do you think, Lieutenant? Looks like she was bludgeoned to death and posed artfully like a Rodin sculpture. We're looking at a real sicko here. What'd you find on her cell phone? She called the same number five times in the half hour before she died. Hmm. I'd like to know who owns that number and maybe canvas the neighborhood. But what does Instagram say? My feed shows a suspicious white van in the neighborhood and the photo's gone viral. Hmm. Which filter do they use on this? X-Pro2. Really makes them pop. Okay. Tell DMV to print out records for all white vans registered in the state. And it may have been repainted, so get the non-white vans too. And it may have been from out of state. Hang on, Lieutenant. Someone on Facebook says a guy is selling a white van on Craigslist. Also, there's a cute thing from George Takei. Yeah, let me see. <laughs> yeah, cats are dumb. All right, people. We have a phone number for the suspect. Reddit posted his address. Twitter says he's a witch. Let's destroy his house. Yeah! Hello? Are you here about the van?
Coming soon, the exciting world of newspaper reporters. It's the 21st century take on a classic screwball comedy, The Front Page. It's the story of crackerjack tabloid reporter Hildy Johnson, who's decided to leave the news game for a high-paid job in advertising. But first, she's got to get past her boss, that wily son-of-a-gun, Walter Burns. Watch the frenzy as Hildy makes her big announcement in a modern newsroom. All right, everybody, I'm quitting the newspaper game and going to New York for a big deal job in advertising. Going to have a real life for a change, unlike you suckers. Hello? Anybody here? Hello? You're Eddie, right? You're the web guy. Where's everyone else? Well, most of them got laid off. Really? Yeah. The rest of them are working from home, or they file stories out of their cars. Oh, well, I'm leaving the news game. Eddie, I'm getting a job in New York. What do you think of that? Okay. But there's one last story I'm working on. A guy's on death row, and he may be innocent. Fine. So, it's my last day. Guess I'll file that big story. Yeah. Well, when you're done, write 11 more stories. 11 more stories? About what? I don't care. Steal them from Wikipedia. But that's how this paper's running now. You gotta post 12 stories a day, and one of them has to go viral. Say, where's my wily editor, Walter Byrne? He left the news game for some big-shot job in advertising. The Front Page, coming to every newspaper near you for the last 10 years. This is Tad. And this is Connie. From The Morning Show. Did you sign up for health insurance? Tomorrow we'll explain what Obamacare means for you and your family. I hope it means Tad finally goes to a doctor and gets that thing on his neck, Lance. Connie doesn't need doctors. She buys all of her medicine from that parking lot attendant with the hook. Speaking of hooks, our very own closet man will demonstrate how easy it is to hang anything over a door. <laughs> Sounds like Tad's plans for Memorial Day weekend. That's tomorrow on The Morning Show. Tonight on Extreme Anthropology, a primitive tribe that still performs the savage ritual of human sacrifice. This primitive culture occupies a surprisingly large chunk of the Western Hemisphere and is known as America. Professor Loudon Partridge of Cambridge University describes their bizarre practices. A few tribal elders will choose an ordinary person with limited coping skills and put them on a reality television show which then suddenly makes them very, very famous. Then the villagers come out to watch this person disintegrate. Does the audience know it'll end tragically? Of course! They've already seen this thing happen repeatedly. For example, Anna Nicole Smith. And after she died, the elders gave a similar show to a small child named Honey Boo Boo, a little girl with no idea what's really going on. We all know how this will turn out. We confirm this by talking to one of the tribesmen. So you've participated in the ritual stonings? I'm on Twitter, yeah. And what do you like about it? Oh, mostly how easy it is just to crush somebody with a couple of tweets. 
There's nothing more relaxing at the end of a hard day than turning on the real world and seeing a young woman who's just about 14 pounds overweight. We tried to sneak our cameras into one of these sacrificial ceremonies, but the studio chieftains mistook us for one of their own production crews and made us tape a segment about a woman who eats cleaning products. On the way out, however, we did manage to record a person who was about to be sacrificed. I like to party and have a good time and party and go out and have a... Where's my bra? Where is everybody? Sandy! (laughs) Where's my bra? I'm gonna be famous! Next week on Extreme Anthropology, a remote tribe that still practices incest, we visit the British royal family. Weekends at 7 on MSNBC, tune in for Trying to Sound Like Rachel Maddow with your host, Daryl, trying to sound like Rachel Maddow. Who is government? What is government? When is government? Where is government? Why is government? How many is government? He even dresses like her. This is a grown man we're talking about. Let's say you were stranded on a desert island with Gilligan, the Skipper, Marianne, and the Koch brothers. He's creepy. And he's just what the program executives have been looking for. I am the walrus. Cuckoo-cachoo. Seriously. Daryl trying to sound like Rachel Maddow. It can only happen repeatedly on MSNBC. Welcome to Pundit View, where we hear from pundits on the right and the left. On the right is Lem Bitberg, a radio talk show host from Sacramento or something. The IRS delayed my nonprofit status. And on the left is Alan Damon Cavanaugh, a columnist at some magazine with a circulation of less than 2,000. Gay people are the new black people. First topic, metaphysics. Lem, why does the universe consist of something instead of nothing? And why is it governed by one set of laws instead of another? Are there infinite universes using different laws, including one universe in which there is no universe? Listen, if you don't like the laws of physics, go back to Kenya. America is the greatest country in the world. I love it so much that I'm trying to secede from it. Alan, your thoughts. First of all, use my entire name when you address me, Alan Damon Kavanaugh. Second of all, if the laws of the universe are unfair, it's Mitch McConnell's fault. The laws would be completely different if we had filibuster reform. Great, that covers both sides of the issue. Next, number theory. What are numbers? Are they real objects or just formal systems? If numbers are non-physical concepts that exist beyond space and time, how can we We'd be aware of them, Alan Damon Kavanaugh. We'd be aware of everything if we only knew what the Koch brothers are doing. Lem? Numbers have a liberal bias. Last topic. This quote from The Denial of Death, the philosophical opus by Ernest Becker. He said of human beings that, quote, we are gods with anuses. Please explain the meaning of that statement and provide three examples, Lem. Becker is saying that human consciousness transcends our immediate perceptions and embraces the concept of eternity, but that we are still bound by the laws of mortality and nature. Benghazi! Alan Damon Kavanaugh. <laughs> you said anus. That's Pundit View for tonight. Tomorrow, to what extent does the Proto-Indo-European language still survive in modern English? And when and how did agriculture develop? Our pundits weigh in! Sci-Fi Network presents Sharkarine. Half tangerine, half shark. It bit off my tongue! Destruction and mayhem in the 
food aisles of Cape Cod with refrigerated produce trucks headed for Kansas. We've got to stop those trucks! But how do you stop a truck? You can't! Trucks cannot be stopped! There's probably some reason why it happened. Climate change, fracking, GMOs, something. Anyway, it's two hours of sharks coming out of tangerines. Oh, my face! Sorry, Sheriff. We can't evacuate the Piggly Wiggly. It's fruit season. Damn it. Listen to me. It's always fruit season. Sharkarine. Half tangerine, half shark. The whole idea is great on paper. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Uh, tonight in our studio, we're pleased to have a model from Victoria's Secret, who's also done cover shoots for Vogue and just appeared in the recent Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Terry Dubner, welcome. Thanks. Good to be here. You are not what I expected. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. You're you're a man. Um, you're kind of stout in your, what, I guess, mid-40s? Thanks. I'm, I'm 52. Oh, so it's all just uh, Photoshop. Yeah, and lighting. I mean, at this point, they just need someone to show up on time and sit the right way. Uh-huh. So I guess it can be anybody. Uh, why you? The camera loves me for some reason. I don't know. And 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 how do the other models react to you? Eh, they're a good bunch of guys, by and large. A few egos in there, of course. But, yeah, usually they're just photographer's assistants who fell into the job same way I did. Uh-huh. Uh, all Victoria's Secret models are men now? Yeah, usually stocky guys of Eastern European descent. The last female model just quit a couple months ago. Mm. She was a... She was a sweet old thing. She turned 90 and kind of slowed down. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Is it difficult for a male Victoria's Secret model? Do you, do you ever feel objectified, I guess? Well, I, I get stalkers, of course. Oh. I mean, that goes with it. You know, one guy actually showed up at my weekly poker game. But, you know, I can usually relate to where they're coming from. Well, still, that's disconcerting when someone shows up in your home. Actually, the other guys at the poker game decided they like him. So he plays with us now. That's him over there. Hey. Oh. Hello. Uh, th- none of this sounds glamorous. Well, I do get a lot of fan mail. Uh-huh. Even from friends of mine who don't know it's me. <laughs> and I, uh, well, I get to travel to different studios. Uh-huh. Uh, Hoboken. I was in Hoboken last weekend. Sure. Okay. I was in Norwalk, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of how I imagined it. Uh, how, how long do you think you'll be doing this? Well... You can't be a model forever. No. Sooner or later, another guy comes along who can sit a little better, sure. show up when you're busy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just get bored. Well, do you have any advice to uh, to young people who want to get into modeling? Uh, I guess 
Same advice I'd offer anyone. Start a retirement account early and get your prostate checked at least once a year. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Terry Dubner, professional model. Um, I hope you don't mind my saying this, but I'll be looking for you in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Hey, I'll be looking for me, too. Hi, this is Tad. And this is Connie from The Morning Show. Confused about investments? Friday, we get a visit from Mr. Smart Money, who'll tell us how to plan for the future. Connie's plans for the future usually involve finding a designated driver. Tad suffered a financial meltdown with his last girlfriend. He tried to leave without paying. Speaking of fiscal disasters, Connie will tell us about how Visa refused to raise her debt ceiling. And after that, Tad's ex-wife will explain how Tad thought he was too big to fail. That's Friday on The Morning Show. A message from Instagram. Thousands of people have contacted Instagram recently because their pictures may legally turn up in advertising. Users who are concerned about this should be assured on one crucial point. Your pictures are not that attractive. Seriously, the odds are pretty good the group photo of your incompetent softball team and your drunken self-portraiture at the Cherry Hill TGI Fridays are probably not showing up in any promotional material. For example, Mr. Vance Peterson of Binghamton, New York said he quit our service to preserve his privacy. Mr. Peterson, if it's any comfort, we at Instagram have decided you have an utterly forgettable set of features. For a while there, we thought perhaps all your pictures were just out of focus. But no, that's just you. And to Mrs. Meyer Soffridge, who is concerned about the hundreds of photos of her baby. Mrs. Soffridge, we presume your little girl has many delightful qualities that photography does not happen to capture. But rest assured, we will not be using her photos for anything. So don't be scared off by our terms of service. Enjoy Instagram. And as a general note, please stop taking photos of your penis. We've met our quota. Tonight on The Round Table, Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts gets his wish. The High Court has ruled that people can buy words if they have the money. Reasoning that money is free speech and free speech is money, the court said words can now be purchased for exclusive ownership and use. Major corporations and unidentified individuals have gone into a spending frenzy, buying up most of the English language and occasional Yiddish phrase. Let's turn to our roundtable panel. George Lamont, reporter with Mega International, a wholly owned subsidiary of Comcast. What's your take on this, George? From my point of observation, this is a benign adjustment whose consequence will cause minimal impingement on the circadian roster of common personages. So you're saying this ruling is harmless? Unobjectionable, inoffensive, innocuous, and non-toxic. Interesting. Let's hear from another panelist, Terry Williams of Pacifica Radio, a low-funded outlet of public radio. If rich people can start buying words, could this cause problems? Well, it's like... It can get really with with the 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 thing. It's it's you know when you put a a thing like that thing, it can cause 
things and things can become really thing-like. George Lamont, a rebuttal. Comcast now owns the word thing. What? We also own all curse words. Oh! Over to Mark Davis at peeper.com. Mark, your company has been unable to license prepositions. Has this been a hindrance? Well, it does present us difficulties. We don't want to complain because we might lose the ability to use verbs. George Lamont, again, reporter with Mega International, a wholly owned subsidiary of Comcast. Will this affect the debate on net neutrality? I believe the deliberation on net neutrality will play out honorably with equitable diligence for all sentiments. Terry Williams of Pacifica Radio, your response? Well, that's your perspective. We're out of time tonight, so come back tomorrow when we'll give all sides a fair hearing on... The Round Table. MTV7 presents Where Are They Now? The year was 2037, and Lanny Bonner was the hottest ticket on the teen pop charts. At age 20, she was a billionaire. At 23, her career was done. Now that people regularly live to 140 years old, Lanny Bonner is still a young and spry woman of 87, and she says she still hopes to return to pop stardom. I tried to get Columbia Records on the phone for 40 years. I'm not a has-been. A lot of people still remember me. Some of them even try to get up and say hello. And what about little Larry Beacon? At age seven, he was America's pal playing Mandy Petty in the hit series Growing Up Gay. Now he's 103 years old and hasn't worked a day since age nine. I keep my hair exactly the same. People notice. Then there's Betty Spencer. At age 175, she is the oldest human being who has ever lived. But did you know at age 15, she hit the charts with her novelty hit song, Where Is My Popo? And she hasn't done a thing since. Where's my popo? Putting on a show, show. No pro, no, no pro, pro. All the people who know that song are dead. People you never think about because they're old. Here on Where Are They Now? Later tonight, scientists report that a comet is headed towards Earth. Congress responds with a vote to repeal Obamacare. But now, it's search engine optimized news. News written to show up first in a Google search. Actress Jennifer Lawrence condemned the Muslim extremist group ISIS today. Jennifer Lawrence, known for her roles in The Hunger Games, The Hunger Games Catching Fire, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2, X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, The Upcoming X-Men Apocalypse, and The Bill Engvall Show, said the Muslim extremist group ISIS is an enemy of the Muslim people. 
Actress Jennifer Lawrence, the actress known for her roles in Silver Linings Playbook, House at the End of the Street, American Hustle, Winter's Bone, and one episode of Monk, says the Muslim extremist group ISIS now faces backlash from their latest atrocity committed upon a Jordanian pilot who is a pilot from Jordan who fell afoul of the Muslim extremist group ISIS, according to acclaimed actress Jennifer Lawrence. And now, sports. Ray Rice. Ray Rice NFL, Ray Rice Timeline, Ray Rice Domestic Violence, Ray Rice Halloween Costume, Ray Rice Baltimore Ravens, Ray Rice Roger Goodell, Ray Rice, Ray Rice, Ray Rice spelled with two eyes. Derek Jeter. This has been Search Engine Optimized News, news written to show up first in a Google search. Everybody, we're back here at KPJC Pacoima Junior College, and once again, this is Brewster. In case you forgot, <laughs> and that was Leftist Baby Arm with their new single "Lovesick Piss Boy," which is currently available in bubblegum pink vinyl only. Before that was the Giggle Bats with Patrick's Tears, and they will be performing at an all ages show this Wednesday night in Pacoima. At the stink bomb that show starts at 11:40 p.m so i hope to see you all out there also in that set was princess unicorn with their hit song mr sassy pants it's been getting a lot of attention on vimeo right now so check that out i have a quick announcement the all ages show this wednesday at the stink bomb in pacoima has been canceled due to a sudden outbreak of rabies in that area. The show will be postponed pending further city ordinances. And finally, at the top of the set was the Judge Judy's with the song Happy Pig. They started out through a GoFundMe campaign two months ago and will be playing at Dakota Johnson's birthday party this weekend, so congrats to them. Well, that's all my time for this week's show. Honey, are you almost done? Sorry, but no one was around, so I just let myself in. Did you already uh, sign off on that thing? No! Mom, I'm still on the air. Can't you just go away in the car? OMG, we go through this every time you visit me. Well, I don't think you want me to drag all that laundry I washed for you in here, do you? Mother! There's like a dozen people that can hear this. Well, maybe they should. I'll go wait in the car, you little ingrate. <sighs> Sorry for that. Um, technical difficulty? Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Brewster. Next week, um, here's some more music. So that was all written by Barry Lank, Steve Rosenfield, and Ebby Parker. It was performed by all those people, plus Jeff Chrysler, Rob Gordon, Kevin Janis, Jeff Hendrick, Tony Hendra, John Marshall, Darby Worley, Jen Dodd, Sharon Spellman. I uh, don't see that name too much. Jim Earl, Jessica Park, and Dominique DeBell. Everything was engineered by Barry Lank or Greg Russ. Lots of music from Kevin McLeod. Our executive producer is Barry Lank. Good night. <laughs>